A few weeks ago, the Alaska Aces announced that this would be their last run in the PBA. It's a shame. After more than 35 years of being involved in the league, after 14 championships, a historic Grand Slam that you know people always kind of look at as three straight championship, when really it was a string of six straight finals appearances and four straight championships. They leave all that behind to move on to greener pastures outside of what has now become a league of non-Alaska participation. It's still strange to kind of imagine that reality. But for the last 35 plus years, the Alaska Aces, they've stood for not just the place where Johnny Abarientos became an almost could have been, really should have been NBA player, not just where Jolas, Bong Hawkins, and Poch Wino raised the Grand Slam trophy, not just where a guy named the Jets started his career, became Rookie of the Year, one of the most important contributors to one of the greatest teams ever, and the same team that he returned to and won another championship again at the end of his career on his final conference when he announced in the semifinals that he was done and he was retiring at the end of that conference, he was a champion for the Alaska Aces. The Alaska Aces are so much more than that to the PBA. Even if you remove their 14 championships, they are so much more than that in the PBA. Even if you remove every single Hall of Famer, and they've had a lot that's played for the Aces, Alaska, the company, Alaska, the team, means more to the PBA than many of us can ever fully grasp. A few years ago, I sat in Fred Oitengsu's office for Slam Philippines, and I talked to him about the state of his team and the state of the league. What we decided to do with that interview was publish it as is. Question, answer, question, answer. He held nothing back the way he always holds nothing back. He was incendiary at some points about certain things he was passionate about. He was endearing about some points that you know, he felt uh, very warmly about. But he was honest. At all times, Fred Uitengsu is honest. Even when you don't ask him <laughs> to be honest, he will be honest. And therefore, the Alaska Aces are honest. They are the bastion of integrity and maybe one of the last few bastions of integrity in the world of corporate business. And they were able to continue that. They were able to translate that in competitive basketball, high-level competitive basketball, all while still being able to win 14 PBA championships and searching for number 15. That's why they're valuable. That's why they will be missed. And that's why this is a love letter to them. We speak with Coach Jeff Karyasa, current head coach of the Alaska Aces. And as I mentioned just a few seconds ago, one of those legends that's synonymous with the Alaska name. Coach Jeff also sits as one of the founders and leaders of Titan, the company that I work for, and the company that is co-writing this love letter to the Alaska Aces. There's a lot of things we can't deny. The common DNA that Coach Jeff has brought on over from his time as an Alaska player to his time as a leader with us at the 22. Heck, even the number 22 is because that first appeared on the Alaska Milkman jersey with Carriasso above it. He's the perfect person to speak to because he understands the most what it takes to play for Alaska, what you have to sacrifice to play for Alaska, and what it means when it is Alaska, not anybody else, that comes out on top and becomes champion. 
He's the best person to talk to as well because he's the one that brought a whole lot of those good values and keeps reiterating it to the people that he works with today, myself included. This is our love story to the Alaska Aces, starring the jet Jeffrey Carriasso with special appearances from the man who brought Alaska to the PBA, Mr. Fred Waitengsi. Look, will they win their 15th championship? I sure as heck hope so. Have they won every game they've ever played? No. They've lost a lot of games they've played. But this is one thing that will always, always be true. The Alaska Aces may not always win, but undeniably, from here on till forever, wala pa tatalo. This is the Call to Arms podcast. My name is Nico Rama. Something going on around the islands. Money flowing wherever I've been promised. Just another vacuum in the tropics. Taking over, trying to stop this novice. Make it killing. I'm finna conquer. I'm a dreamer. The floor is lava. Something going on around the islands. Straight fire when we vibing, promise. Clear the runway. The Jet is with us. Coach Jeff, thanks for making time. Um, this has been a long time coming, and I appreciate you making time for the Call to Arms podcast. Not a problem, Nico. You know I'm here for you. So thanks for having me on. All right. Um, a little strange because we've had different types of conversations throughout you know, the last decade or so. Some of it, me as a journalist interviewing you. Um, as a coach, some of it, most of it now being us as colleagues at work over at Titan. Um, and this is one of the, the few conversations that we have again that other people are listening to. So let's let's both be aware of that. Let's both be aware. Yeah. Other people can yeah, hear yeah. this. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. I got gotcha. <laughs> It's not one of our usual, it's not one of our usual right. conversations in your office right. where, where we're like covering That's our true. mouths and we're like, oh, right. So, oh, yeah. So. Pretty much watch what you say, okay? I got it. <laughs> that being said, um, this is this is our love letter to the Alaska franchise, both from the podcast and, of course, from from the Titan side as as a longtime partner of of the Aces, and and you know, uh, we felt that there was no better person to you know, really speak about that relationship and what Alaska represents and what Alaska's. Uh, going through and thinking towards this final stretch in the final conference than you. So um, bear with me here as I ask some questions that's going to, you know, going to dig into when you first started with Alaska to how you are now. You know, you've been player, assistant coach, head coach, champion with, with, with the franchise. So no one has a better take uh, than you. Um, I'll, I'll start off from the very, very beginning, um, 1995. You're sitting there um, at the New World Hotel. By the way, not sure if the New World Hotel is still there. If they are, shout out to the New World. <laughs> Dennis Espino yeah, goes yeah. up. It's, yeah. Right. Dennis Espino goes up. EJ File goes up, all seven feet of him. Um, right. Ca- Captain Marbell, Kenneth Durandes goes up. Chris Jackson, uh, he goes up. Pure Foods call him. Uh, Brian Punsalan goes up. Uh, for the San Miguel beer men, at any point these five guys being called up, are you like really, really over me? Because <laughs> you were the number six pick in that draft. Right, what were you thinking right. when you when you were sitting there, not yet affiliated with Alaska? 
the, to, to answer your question, that reaction was only made when it was San Miguel's pick. Mm. And nothing against Brian. Um, you know, I played against him, PBL and, and all, all throughout the years um, in the PBA. But I was like, okay, San Miguel's getting me. This sounds good, you know. They said, they promised that if any one of us was available during the course of the draft, they'll get us. And I say that, um, the context of that is prior to that, um, there were five um, amateur players and them being Marlo, Kenneth, Dennis, EJ, and myself, who were part of the supposedly the 1992, sorry, 92 Asian Games. Mm. So... Um, um 2002 sorry 1994 right. so 1994 san miguel wins the all filipino and they choose five amateur players to quote unquote boost up or just make younger <laughs> their san miguel team and we're going to represent the country to go to the asian games and i'm like all right sounds good we had a great year that year practice with them got to know them um you know my stint with the national team that first stint is another story. I think you know what happened there. <laughs> but they're saying, all right, next year, if anyone is available, we'll pick you up. I'm thinking I'm going to go San Miguel. And they went big with Brian Pinsalat. And I was like, okay, all right, who's next? <laughs> who's next? And it was Alaska. And you didn't, you didn't, have, to, you didn't have to wait long because they, they picked you up number six. Um, right. As you know, the record show, right. rookie of the year that year. What a year to be rookie of the year. This isn't this isn't the hour where you know you sit here and just get complimented. I'm gonna try my best not to do that. <laughs> but I mean, I can't let this one go. What a year to be rookie of the year when Dennis Espino is there, EJ Fall is there. When the average height of a PBA center at this point was probably six four. Uh, uh, true. Kenneth Kenneth Dorendes, just one of the all time greats like yourself. And people sleep on people sleep on Chris Jackson, but <laughs> Stonewall. Stonewall is called Stonewall for a reason. Uh, You know, what a year. Did you, and and, you know, this is honesty hour, not humble hour. Did you always feel like, yeah, no, I'm the best guy in this class? (laughs) Um, You know, me by now, I I, I don't walk around acting or talking like that. But you you know what really helps? And and this is the the truth. Um, When it comes to individual awards like that you do get a boost when your team does well Mm. and i think i think um it's 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 correct i think you you make sure you honor the guys that are playing well but you 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 give honor to the guys especially the ones in the running um whose team is doing so much better you you, you know what i mean right so yes you you, numbers wise there may be you know a a few difference with points with kenneth and a lot you know a lot more rebounds with with EJ and Dennis, but you you gotta you gotta make sure you honor the guys that um, you know whose team's doing well. And that year, obviously, we did a we had a great year. We made the finals all all three times. We won the the last one in my in our rookie year, and I think that was a big part of the reason why. And you know that that leads into the Grand Slam discussion, which is going to be a big part of what we're talking about, but. I have a little bit of a okay confession. Uh, I have something that you don't know about. Um, but okay. February twenty seventh, twenty twenty, you yourself directly set up a conversation between 
myself and the rest of our teammates over at Titan with Boss Fred Uitengsu at a Thanksgiving party that you guys were having. Boss Fred graciously said, okay, I'll show up to the party one hour before everybody else, which still to me seeing that was strange because he was there while waiters were setting up tables. It was just cool about it. (laughs) We did the interview um, because we wanted to get to talk to him. And this was before the pandemic, before everything. So now that our story is kind of you walking up that stage, being an Alaska milkman for the very, very first time, I want you to react to how Coach Fred talked about starting the Alaska franchise and what it meant to him to have a relationship with players. So I'm going to play this and then let me know what your reactions to it are. Sure. Uh, I would say moderately successful in in the beginning because we brought them in and we said, hey, here you are, you're part of Alaska Milk. This is what Alaska Milk does. We want them to be ambassadors. From day one, we wanted them to be ambassadors of the brand, of the company, and an extension of who we are on and off the court. So we talked about values, talked about the importance of family, because in the company, everyone who worked in the company was part of the Alaska family. Right. And that extended to the basketball team. That's not something new to you. And that's not something that is unique with um, other teams. I'm sure they say that a lot. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it, was that something that you felt right away when you joined Alaska? Prior to this, you had no connection with him. He talked about making sure that everyone was part of the family. No, absolutely. Um, You know, walking into our first day of practice and, and that first year, first couple of years, um, you know, as a rookie, you're, you're, you're excited about playing. You're, you're happy that you're part of a team. You're, you're happy that you're, you're in a league. And then you get to know the type of organization that you're playing for. You, 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 you know, through, through a little bit of time, you, you understand how they do things. So um, it was then where I experienced just my, you know, their understanding what family meant. So uh, it, it's, it's in the little things. Whenever he ask um for dinner with players team it's it's not just the team he'll invite he'll invite the whole family he'll invite your wife your girlfriend but if you didn't have a girlfriend and and that was me he'll say hey jeff why don't you bring your dad why don't you bring your brother you know and and come join us and and to me that may not seem like it's a lot but it's really important because um boss fred understands um how important you know your family is and you spend more time with them off the court anyway Mm. and getting to know you off the court. And this is where um, this, I guess, value I understood and practice the, the more you get to know a person off the court, the better you guys will be on the court. So that helped me with building relationships that helped me with trying to understand my teammates more. And, uh, you know, if if it wasn't until I, I, I was able to be, I felt in position to be able to, to be more creative, creative in, in regards to inviting guys out, um, having coffee, um, you know, aside from the, the, the many and millions of, of, of side talks to, to help teammates out and to, to, to get a perspective on how they are. But yeah, that, that torch was kind of passed on to me as I grew older. But again, I, I felt that from Johnny, from Ball, from Jojo in their own ways, it wasn't always the same. Um, but 
organizational organization wise from management down to 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 uh, from management as high up as boss fred he he've always made sure that that family atmosphere was stressed out and we really understood it yeah and you know when when you're a rookie and you know you you come from playing in the states and then you, you come here i can only imagine you know what, what that adjustment period um is like i can only imagine when you're expecting to kind of play for you know a different franchise that you have relationships with already right. and then in a matter of seconds literally in a matter of seconds all your expectations are like whoa okay right. now i gotta go right. and like you know sign up right. with a bunch of strangers essentially <laughs> I, I, right. i'm sure that the, i'm sure that the family atmosphere was something that helped you perform is that right. safe to say that that's really safe to say um you're just more comfortable you're more at home and obviously it's not an easy transition you know you being a rookie you, you go through the, the the that learning curve that all rookies go through all the time um you go through the hard times that they go through you go through the struggles that they go through um but again knowing that guys had your back knowing guys are supportive um and and patient with you that that, that helped you know that helped um and and again you're 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 there for a reason um you i was you know i felt like i was drafted for a reason so i'm going to come out and just play be me and play my game um within the structure that that's um you know that's already there um to play the role that they're asking me to play and and to go out there and and, and just pretty much just be a good guy you know um with with it all you know work hard practice hard and then you know try to learn as much as you can and and my first couple of years you know my my focus was there and um it was easy to to me the transition was easier because you know again i had guys like bong johnny and jojo who who helped guide the way and they said jeff get buckets right because you <laughs> got we'll a lot give of you the ball and we'll get out the way yeah <laughs> that's not that's not common though i mean we 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 joke about it um yeah. but you know, I, I think people kind of forget that you were the you're the kid um, on that yeah. on that team are an incredibly successful team. The Grand Slam is one thing. But as you said, you guys made the finals three years prior, uh, three conferences prior to it's actually four straight. People always forget it was four right. straight, not ju- not just That's the true. three straight. Um, That's true. And, it, and it was finals after finals after finals. You're the kid in on that team you're the rookie on that team they're making you carry their bags i'm assuming on that team <laughs> but in the game you, there are a lot of games where you're getting as much shots as anyone else if not more than anyone else mm-hmm. can you explain a little bit what that dynamic is like because coach i'm 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 you're the expert not me hotshot <laughs> phil m comes in from the states who can score the ball they're not always <laughs> warmly welcomed, especially into talented teams. Right. Well, you know, honestly, Nico, um, I don't want to exaggerate that line of thought because what I think I did well at the beginning was really adapt myself to the team. And mm-hmm. that's what I always tell the new guys on our team now. You know, you be the one to adapt and, and make sure you understand the surroundings that's around you. You be the one to adjust. Because you're the guy, you're the new guy, you know, don't expect everyone else to kind of adjust to you. Um, so me coming in again, I, you know, confidence was, was through the roof. Um, 
I knew I had a lot of game to, 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 to work on, you know, I, to me, my first two years was really just the beginning. And I felt like my last two years was a different version of, of, of Jeff Cariasso, I think as a player. Um, so I knew my role and my role was again to, to defend my, my role was to get out there on the fast breaks. Um, What's nice was the guys trusted me early. Mm. Like, honestly, they trusted me early. But there was also a sense, and especially when it came down the clutch and, and, and down the stretch, I, we knew who we were going to. And then you have a tremendous workhorse, unstoppable import in Sean Chambers. I mean, just, all right, just, I, I did my part, you know. And there were times when I was just kind of hanging out in a corner, all right, waiting to see what would happen and, maybe be the third, four option. I was fine with that. And I, I think that's the acceptance that um, most people don't normally see. And for you to be able to adjust and to gain more trust with the, with the veteran superstar that's on your team, you got to go through that. You got you to gotta understand your role. And, and, and um, to me, once I did that, they trusted me more. And I think that helped. Before we start talking about uh, the Grand Slam, There's always been a bunch of rumors that I always wanted to ask you about. And I'm not sure, sure. I've addressed this elsewhere, right? Um, but 1995, prior to joining the, prior to joining the draft, or maybe you know, prior to even '94 when you had the national team experience, when you came back home uh, from from the U.S. from the Bay Area, was it all right going to the PBA, or Was college here even something that you had maybe thought about? So originally, college was my main reason of coming out here. And mm -hmm. um, when that didn't pan out, it's funny because remember, I was on a 1992 um, Phil team that came here from the Bay Area. That's right. We came out. We came out here to join the PBL. Um, we were a guest team. I was again the youngest on that team, and you know, colleges spoke out and 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 asked if I wanted to stay. Um, so I was supposed to go to La Salle. I was supposed to be. That's a the rumor. Archer. Yeah. That's the rumor. And and that's true. And that's true. So I I get I go back home. I I wait for things to finalize and. When it did, I came back. When I came back, it was early 1993. And, and I say early, I'm in January. So right after Christmas, right after New Year's. And I get to, and I get to La Salle, and they got me all set up. Um, I wasn't sure about staying in the dorms, but uh, I was still staying with, with an aunt. And, and I was just the 1993 La Salle dorms and the 2022 La Salle dorms are different. <laughs> I'm sure they're different. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm sure they're a little different. Um, but during that time, I was like, ah, okay, let, let me see what I'm going to do here. So, but after a week of practice, I, I noticed that the coach has been talking to me the whole time, the whole time isn't there. Right. And I'm like, mm. what's going on? Um, so I find out after a week that he's been let go, he's been fired. So I'm practicing for a week and still waited a couple of days to see if, you know, someone would come talk to me and, Maybe he spoke to someone to kind of make sure that I'm good, but that didn't happen. So honestly, I, 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 I wasn't sure on what to do during that time. And staying with my aunt, 
Um, you know, one morning I, I have a cousin who would, and I never forget this. This is a great story. I have a cousin who who would give me the tempo, um, tempo, um, tabloid, um, um, tabloid every morning. Why it was tempo? <laughs> I I don't know. So he still he'll, he'll give it to me every morning. And then one time in the sports space, they had these tryouts, and it's in a small little box. It said Nikon. Um, um, Nikon appliances, home appliances will join the PBL um, tryouts in Dumlao Gym, like 9 wow. to 12 or something like that. And I was like, all right, what the hell? Let, let, let's, let's see what this is about. I get there. There's like 200 players. There's, <laughs> in, in sweaty Dumlao? In sweaty Dumlao. It's hot. Uh, we're doing layup drills to warm up on both ends. Um, you know, you know how it works during that time. You, we probably only had like two basketballs <laughs> and uh, maybe four at the most. And yeah, I, I get on that team. I meet the head coach, which is Orly Costello, um, who became family friends. Um, his brother, Boy Costello, is a lawyer. So he became my Ninong and everything. And that was it. I met them, got on that team. And, and then, uh, you know, I think my, my path to the PBA was was clearing up and and yeah that was it i i just wanted to confirm because i'd heard small <laughs> bits small bits of versions of that story in the past and right. uh, i just imagine essentially rookie of the year you playing in the uaap pba right. rookie of the year you playing in the uaap <laughs> for the style and i'm like ah, oh, i mean you know the archers have won a whole lot since then uh, the archers they have will win yeah, a whole have. lot more but I mean that's yeah. that's that's one they that's one they'd like to <laughs> take back. That's one they'd like to do over again. All right, let's talk 1996. This is sure. w- when you talk about the great teams, not just in Alaska history. When you talk about great teams in in PBA history, the reason why I think this team is special to myself, you know, I was a I was a kid watching this team to PBA fans is because they never. Just say Johnny as great and all time as Johnny was. They never just say Johnny A. It's always Johnny A and Jolas and the Jet and Poch and Bong and Sean Chamber. It's it's always that. You you guys are married to each other. You guys are intertwined to each other because of the Grand Slam achievement, but also because when I imagine you, Coach Jeff, in an Alaska jersey, I imagine all those guys right next to you. Um, we said that your rookie year, you go to the finals, you lose. You go to the finals next conference, you lose. You go to the finals again and finally break through. Was it a feeling of eventuality? Was it a feeling of, you know, yeah, we're, we're, gonna, we're, we're good enough to win a Grand Slam. When did that start kicking in? To be honest, we, we, we knew we had a good team because, and, and I think, um, may, maybe not know at that time how good we were, but when you, when you think back and recall that team, a lot of that, and because now that I'm coaching, now that I understand all the ins and outs a little bit more and how important it is and what, what helps contribute to winning and what helps contribute to losing. So you have a better understanding, mm-hmm. right, when you're coaching. So I, um, during that time, I didn't know how special we were because honestly, you know, 
us being tested and us being kind of bringing it coming in together as a team was was new. But what helped us was, again, the character of the guys. And this is what I say all the time. Attitude and character just plays a big part in 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 your success, not just personal, but the team. And we got a bunch of great guys. I mean, I can't stress that enough. Johnny, gosh, as he's the most humble superstar I ever been around. And he's my favorite to play with. And I always say all that, you know, once we get the rebound, I know he's going to get the outlet. All I do is put my head down and I just sprint. And I feel like he knows to, when they get it to me and I just have to kind of take two steps and lay it up. Um, you know, Jojo, superstar, um, he, he understands his role. And we knew he was a guy, you know, um, not as open and not as easy to talk to. And, you know, Jojo has that personality, but generally uh, just, just an honest and, and, a, and a chill guy. To, and then you have Bong, who's just the, the crazy leader. And he, he sets his, <laughs> he shows his leadership by example. And we just kind of adapted to that. Every, everyone else is kind of just, just filling in the roles, uh, fill it, filling in the holes. And um, it worked out. It worked out. And, and there, I, I just like to say that chemistry was helped, uh, you know, was, was awesome. And it helped that guys were just awesome guys. Let me take you back in time again with, um boss fred and you know talk about um what he felt when you guys were on the brink of the grand slam and then uh, in 96 you know there, there it happened but never in our wildest imagination did i think that that was possible the grand slam yeah i mean because we'd heard about it before right it hadn't been done in many years and uh, when we won the first championship media says oh they've won the first now they have a chance at a grand slam i think collectively as a franchise we never talked about it we never talked about it because we felt it would jinx us right even after two so after two <laughs> now media is really writing about it and we said at least i won't i won't lie in the back of my head wow we're right. close right um, but I just didn't want to spoil it. I didn't want to put the pressure on the players. So there's this weight of a possible grand slam that people like myself are so willing, ready, and able to pile onto a team. So as soon as they win that first championship, because the logic, Coach Jeff, the way the PBA works is, if you win all Filipino, that means you have the best team. You just have to add an import to that, which will only make you better, right? So Coach uh, Boss Fred talked about he won one, you guys brush it off. You guys won two, everyone's talking about it, and it even starts creeping into his mind. Man, that would be cool. Um, all right. We go back. Once you guys won that second one, it was actually your third one. In the NBA, your Golden State Warriors, they, they said this about them all the time. There's a fatigue that sets in with continuous winning. Right. How come that wasn't a problem for you guys? Actually, it was a problem. Um, mm. it, it, we, we had to manage it the best way we could. And this is where I need to give credit to our sportsman team. I mean, our medical staff. Mm. With Doc Soon, Master Gus, and, and Coach Mike, they they made sure 
not just, you know, um, not, you know, they made sure that we were in tip top shape. They made sure that, you know, if there's something extra we can take, you know, whether it's, 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 um, you know, just to make you feel better to, to play nothing legal, of course, it's just stuff, just everyday stuff. Um, aside from, again, making sure you you're rehabbing properly and, these guys have just been awesome trainers and doctors. We knew we were under their care and they took care of us well. Um, fatigue was a problem, Nico, because to start that third conference, if I'm correct, we, we started off zero four mm-hmm. before we kind of started getting, uh, before we got going again. And um, yes, at that moment, uh, we played the most games um, in the league. Because we, again, we played two different opponents in, in the All-Filipino and in the second conference. But once we, we, had, we got that feeling going again, I, I think everyone just kind of stepped on the gas. And, um, you know, it, it's hard. During that time, when you play three conferences, and this is honest to God speaking, the most you get for time off in between conferences is probably a week, a week and a half. Mm. So we can play, we can win the championship on a Friday and possibly start next Sunday. And that, that was realistic. And again, mentally you, that shows um, just the toughness that the guys had. Um, it also shows how guys are invested and how guys were really, were really thinking team and how focused they were in their careers. Um, so nothing beats that. I mean, there was never no question about, hey, make sure you're, you know, uh, again, we've been around for a long time. Never a question about, hey, make sure this guy is getting his rest. Hey, make sure this guy is, is sleeping well at night. Um, there, there was no babysitting needed with that team mm. because everyone, again, they, they were invested and they knew what their jobs were. In, and, and this rare opportunity at that point was, was enough to kind of motivate us even more and, and gave us that extra boost. I mean, how often do you, do you get a chance to win a Grand Slam? Um, and it's true. JoJo says this a lot. Johnny says it all the time when, when they're interviewed. We never spoke about it. It was never a discussion. It was really just kind of, you know, staying in the lines of focus on today. Well, who, who's our next game? Who's our next opponent? And, and we go from there. You know, we make the playoffs, make sure we're in a good position, and then we just kind of go from there. And, you know, you, you guys lock it up. It's the Grand Slam. It's it's your place in history is locked. You personally, um, you you move on. You know, you get traded onto a different team. You keep yeah. winning championships. You have all of the accolades um, that you know uh, a single player you know could want, um, and, and it just keeps on going and going and going for you. Um, and then you come back to Alaska. Um, 2004-2005 season. Was that something according to plan? Was that something you had been hoping for? Um, was, was that something like what was, what was that phone call like or that meeting like when you found out that, you know, I'm, I'm sure getting traded isn't always fun as a, as a professional yeah. athlete, but when you found out you yeah. were getting traded back to Alaska after you've accomplished at that point pretty much everything a PBA player wants to accomplish, what was, what was that conversation like? It was interesting because when I, when I left, it was because of an offer sheet. And mm. 
that was that was a tough decision because you know again love the team so much um it was one of those things where i felt at home and i had a role um and i understand why players go through you know that you know when they when they become free agent i i totally understand the reasoning behind it and it makes sense a lot of it is, is security a lot of it is making sure you get the best offer that's there um i felt i wasn't asking for the world when, when I was negotiating. How could I? It's only been two years. Yes, we did just win the Grand Slam. But understand my place and, and you know, with me learning so much, uh, need, needing to learn so much still. I, I felt like, all right, this should be a good, um, this should be a good price or contract I think I, I can ask for. It, it didn't work out. So um, I was able to unexpectedly get something that I wasn't asking for. And once I made that move, um, I didn't think I was going to come back. I didn't mm. think that it was possible for me to come back. I, I, I kind of felt like, you know, I, I might have have burned my bridge a little bit right. in that regard. Um, and, you know, so for them to kind of trade for me again in 2004, I was really surprised and really shocked. But again, I was happy because it was a homecoming. Um, Alaska has always been, you know, I think, you know, uh, a team that everyone um, affiliates me with. Um, I know the guys, I know the coaching staff. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a hard transition to go back. And um, when that happened, again, I was, you know, it was a new chapter in my life. It was, you know, I said, all right, this is going to be my last six years. I'm going to make it work out. And, and, and give credit to Coach Tim. I, I, I think he saw something in me and Ray Hugnatan um um to, to be a part of again a, a continuous winning tradition and fortunately we're able to, to play with a lot of young future and, and current superstars and and yeah that turned out well so i'm happy was able to go back it was you and uh Reynel Hugnat, who by the way shout out to Reynel, still going yeah, still playing, right? I'm like, geez. You you get you got traded with Reynel. Now you have to game plan against Reynel. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. I told him that the other day too. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> uh, it, it it was you and him. Uh, you returning to Alaska with Reynel, and then you know Alaska trades out John Arigo and Ali Peak, who at that time in the mid 2000s. You you'd trade your mother's house to get Ali Peak and John Arigo on on your team. Um, you know it worked out well for them at, at Coke, and it worked out well for you at Alaska as well. Um, I want to transition a little bit here to what we have in common, which is Titan. Um, and I want to share with you the story. I don't think I've told you before. The first time I'd ever 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 heard about Titan, or it came into my consciousness was 2010. I'm watching the Game 6 Finals. Um, Interesting. You guys win. You guys win the finals. You're, you're, you're an Alaska champion again, right? Joe, Joe is on this team. Uh, a young LA is, is on this team, right? Didn't he share finals MVP with, with Cyrus, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, um, correct. On, on Sunny Thoss. Yeah. Sun, uh, yeah, Sunny was there. <laughs> and then... The interviews are happening on the court. Everyone's celebrating. I see you in the background of every single person being interviewed holding a white t-shirt 
that said type them <laughs> on it. Right. And I had no context of it whatsoever. I remember just sitting. I'd never met you, obviously. I was just a massive PBA fan. I remember watching it and thinking to myself, ano tong pinopromote ni Cariaso? What is that? What? what is this? Like, what yeah. is he, like, what is he doing? I had never heard about that. Like, I don't, Forgive me. I don't know if prior to that, Titan had already let the word out. You know, I don't know if people, you know, who were really big into sneakers at that time had already known. I wasn't right. in that circle yet. You know, I knew nothing. And I just saw you with with that T-shirt and just waving it over and over again and pointing to it. And I was like, oh, like... If this is his business, whatever it is, I was like, this is right. a smart move. Like, this is a <laughs> smart move. Um, and then, you know, obviously, in that year, 2010, um, Titan, the, the store opens, and there's just a lot of shared DNA that uh, we have with the Alaska franchise. Uh can you talk a little bit about you hijacking the moment there with, the, by the way, <laughs> the best marketing still to this day our company has ever done? Um, I don't think there's anything that myself or my teammates can do to ever top what you did right off the gate. No. Uh, but talk to us about that shirt. I'd never seen that shirt printed. Well, Where is that shirt right now? Like, what right, was happening right. for you at that time? Because if I'm not mistaken, it was the semis of that conference when you announced that this is it, I'm retiring. Right. Well, first of all, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna let you get away with that. You, you and the guys have been awesome in, 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 you know, what you're doing with Titan and, and building us and, and, you know, securing us and, and making sure we stay relevant. And it's still and not really after a PBA exit. championship. It's still not a PBA <laughs> championship. So I can't. So, so, so to answer your question, it, it was, you know, just an opportunity I felt and the timing was just perfect. Um, you know, I don't even think we had a lot of those shirts out. And um, to be honest with you, I can't recall how I got that particular shirt. But <laughs> all I know, it is a tight. And I'm like, hey, well, what if what if since we, we, we just opened, we just opened. What if, you know, when we win the championship, I'm going to be rocking that shirt. I'm, I'm just going to wear it. And then, um, you know, so every picture, um, it, I'll be, I'll have it on and maybe people will remember, um, I, I think the time was on the back. So I think during that time I put on the championship shirt and then I was just kind of showing right. the t-shirt right. because if I put it on, I'd have to kind of turn my back all the time. <laughs> so, so um, I, I was just, I was, and, and I don't know if you know this, but the guys are at the game. So mm. DT and the guys were at the game and, you know, I, I was so happy and proud that they were there watching and supporting. Um, that was, that was my last championship as a player. And um, it kind of felt like, all right, this is an end to this, but an, op uh, uh, an opening to, to something new. And obviously at that time we did not know how, how, how well, you know, or how big time was going to get after 12 years. But 2010, right when you opened, I said, hey, it's the best time to kind of show it off. Um, what can we do? Social media was pretty much, uh, uh, you know, not not there, you know, during that time. You know, I think Facebook was 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 there, but nothing like it is now. Mm -hmm. So um, I was like, everyone watches the games. The You know, Araneta is going to be packed. So let them remember uh, this is what, 
you know, Jeff was saying. This is what he was trying to tell us. And, you know, yeah, great story, man. And uh, I, I remember that. <laughs> I just I just YouTubed it today again. I YouTube it all the time. Yeah. Anytime, anytime <laughs> I try to think up of ideas, like we YouTube right. it. And, you know, with with that, first of all, what I want to say is this. That was a game six. There is a world where that series gets gets forced to a game seven. Um, and you guys don't win the championship, mm -hmm. right? Right. But the confidence in you being home, packing for game <laughs> six, and saying, I'm going to bring this shirt because we're going right. to win today. And right. we're going to be champions today. Uh, <laughs> and all of it going according to plan is incredible to me. But the thing the thing that strikes me about that moment is is this right like at that at that time titan was still you know on a this tiny niche neighborhood store that a massive massive basketball fan like myself saw you waving the t-shirt of and i had no idea it was even open already right um thankfully because of the contributions of so many of our teammates over the last 11 plus years, we've become much, much more than that. Um, and I go back to the sound clip we played of Boss Fred talking about how he was just a guy who came back from the States and his dad told him, hey, look into the PBA, start a team. Went into the expansion draft, you know, really struggled at the start. And then fast forward to 2010, you guys are raising another banner you know you guys have a grand slam in your books you guys have some of the best players ever to have played in your franchise just the parallel of those two things right and what mm -hmm. we try to do at titan and the shared values that we have that a lot of it really you preach about and that you talk about was that something that in the early days of of the company of titan review transitioning from being a player to having you know a, a role in, in in a company was that something that you guys explicitly talked about um, in meetings and you know what from the Alaska experience you kind of made sure you helped implant among now you know everyone that works at Titan right no I mean I mean for sure we had conversations about it um, what's what's special about again this this Titan group and headed by DT is Again, when your leader or when your main guy um, um, has the, those core values and he practices those core values in a way where, again, he feels is, is honest, it's true. Um, you know, he, he, he'll talk about teamwork, he'll talk about discipline, he'll talk about um, the importance of, again, um, hard work. You know, that, that trickles down. And that's very, that's, that, that's very, um, you know, similar to how Boss Fred did it. Boss Fred was that, was that guy. He, he was a guy who, again, he put in the work. He put in the work. That's why I'm, I'm really so happy for him these, these, these days because he's really enjoying his, his, his uh, retirement. This guy comes into work every day and, you know, and, you know, uh, he'll, he'll bust his butt and make sure he runs a company in a manner that he feels is the correct way and he ran the team that way just like you said while treating it like a family and dennis was like that then dennis was similar to that um uh, to, to and he practiced those same values so 
I'm coming in, it's in the end of my career and I'm still fairly young. I, you know, I, I'm the one who kind of played in the PBA and understands basketball and, and at the highest level here in the Philippines. Um, but you know how we all are, you know, you guys are all basketball fanatics and right. I, I learned as much from you guys. And then I learned, then you guys maybe learned from me and just cause I've played it or coached it. It doesn't mean that I know everything. And, and that's, I think that difference with some of the guys, especially in the leadership um, level that really helped, you know, um, build, you know, the, the, the type of organization that, that, you know, I think DTU dreamed of. Obviously, there's a lot of things that kind of you can't expect and it kind of snowballed into how we are. But again, if you maintain your core values, you maintain, um, you know, your integrity throughout this whole process, then it can only go the right way. Right. And, and you know, that's special, you know, and I've been fortunate enough to be part of, of both, both Alaska and and Titan and how you guys are continuously maintaining you know, that, that same, that same way of thinking. And that's why the partnership I think is such an easy, automatic, of course, uh, type of relationship, um, over, you know, the last, how many years of, of Titan being, you know, a sponsor and outfitter for, for the aces is because in, in, in so many ways, we're very similar companies, um, trying to do very, very similar things. Here's, Another quote that I'm going to play um, that Boss Fred said in February 2020 that if you just take the words and you just put them on a piece of paper and then you read them to me, I would say that could very easily be Coach Jeff or any of our other Titan leaders saying it, right? So here he is talking about winning championships. I'll be honest with you. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. There I think there's funny memories along the way throughout. And it, it's not all about winning championships. It's really about getting close to the players. You know, they're, they're human beings. They have, they have wants, needs, and desires as well. And I, I've always believed in anything we do, not just the team, but in business. You know, you, you treat people kindly, you treat them with respect, and you will receive the same back. And, and that's what we did. And, and that's what Alaska stands for, right? And that's kind of like right. part of the, the legacy that, that you guys leave behind. So let's fast forward to 2022. The announcement is made um, that this is uh, Alaska's final conference uh, in the PBA. Um, your journey has now come full circle. You're now actually head coach of, of the Alaska Aces, um, coaching the team that drafted you, coaching the team that you won a grand slam with coaching the team that you returned to, um, to finish your, your career and won more championships with, um, when you kind of reflect now on, on your journey with, with Alaska, um, and Alaska's journey with, with the PBA and with Filipino basketball fans and, and the like, what, like, what comes to mind? Like when you kind of list down whether it's a feeling or a memory that you've, you know, this has been such a big part of your professional and personal life. What are the first few things that come to mind? Um, uh, to, to be honest, the, the things that come to mind are, I guess, the lessons that you've learned, um, the experience that you've gone through. I mean, when, 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 
it's similar to hanging out with guys that used to be your teammates, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're, you're kind of, your locker room can be in a car, in a bus, you know, at having dinner, you're at a Starbucks, whatever, and you, and you, or at a party, whatever, get together. And you, you talk about, you know, your memories, you talk about, you know, how things were before. And what always comes back are the stories, right? The stories, the funny stories, the tough stories, you know, what comes back that's discussed is the process. So yes, the goal was always win championship, win championship. And, you know, if you're not, if you're not, if, if that's not your goal, then why are you in the league right. is, is, is one. So that it really was the goal of the team. As much as boss Fred will, will explain how relationships and family is, is, is important. He was a competitor. Um, you know, I hope people understand that he was one tough guy and um, him being a triathlete, you know, he understood discipline. He understood how important it was to work out, practice and prepare yourself mentally. So that all comes comes into play. So um, what comes to mind when, you know, when announcement came was, again, you, you just think about all your shared memories. You think about the teammates you used to play with and guys you used to coach with. Um, and you think about the stories that 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 makes you smile, and and you're reminded sometimes of the stories where where you you learn lots of lessons. <laughs> so um, so there, it, it, it's really the experience and the process. You're a steward of of the franchise now um, on its you know on its last trip at least you know at least for now. I'm not closing the I'm not closing the door firmly on the as you said for those of us who've been lucky enough to be around. Fred, we thanks you. A man's a competitor. Uh, yeah. I, I think I think it's I think it might come down to one of the other owners or governors maybe saying something a few years down the line, and he'd be like, right. "All right, run it back. Give me my yeah. team back. Give me right. give me my team back. I want to go again." But um, <laughs> at least for now, on you know on on this stretch of the thirty-five plus years of of Alaska being in the PBA, you're the steward of it, right? You're your it's your voice it's it's your direction it's your standards and it's your values that you know players that were kids when you won the grand slam um are are gonna learn by i know you guys want to leave uh by making a mark right Uh, you said you guys the alaska aces don't play for anything outside of championships i know that that's i know that that's the big goal right but is there any it's a dumb question. Of course, there's pressure, right? But you know, what are your? How do you reflect on that? How do you? How do you approach that responsibility of of this franchise that drafted you, essentially raised you, gave you this great opportunity to be the all time great player and winner that you are? Um, took you back, had faith in you to finish out your career and be a champion again, and now you're. <laughs> There's so many people who wrote on the book, Coach Jeff, and they're like, here, Jeff, write us our ending. Um, how do you reflect on that type of responsibility? It's, you know, it's one of those things, Nick, when you are in this position. And I don't think, you'll, you know, many will be able to experience. I don't think I'll ever experience a situation exactly like this. Um, one of the things that we discuss as a team once we heard the announcement was, you know, staying in the moment. Um, 
we are really living day by day. We are approaching mm. this whole situation by staying focused on what today is. Um, you know, the perspective, you know, is this. Our goal hasn't changed. Right from the beginning, before this conference started, we had the same goals we did last conference and the conference before that and the years before that. And that's, again, to go out there and win our 15th championship. So, yes, the, this news, knowing that this is going to be the last and we all are together, this is our last run as a whole, um, does add pressure. And, and one thing I made sure I did was, make, you know, I, I made sure that that was addressed. It's there. There's really no question about that. There, there really is going to be an ending to this, and we aren't going to all be together again. Uh, at least the same exact 36, right. you know, individuals that's on the team. So um, let's let's make the best of it and let's try to go out on top. And is really our goal. And is that different from how we've done th- things in the past? Of course not. Um, do we is is us striving for it different from how we did things in the past? Of course not. Um, so yes, there is pressure acknowledging is acknowledging the fact that this is the last one is there, but again, we, we, we're trying to live day by day. We're, we're trying to survive. Um, we have one more game versus Magnolia that we're, we're trying to get over. And then, um, yeah, that we'll, we'll be ready for the playoffs. And I, I will say this, you're coaching a group of guys that's so incredibly upbeat in the face of them knowing that they're playing for a franchise on its final conference, I don't know what type of Kool-Aid is being served. Oh, sorry. I don't know what type of Alaska milk is being served (laughs) at the Alaska practices, but anyway, and this has always been true about your teams, whether it's Alaska or whether it's the scrubs like us that you coach whenever the Titan guys choose to join any of these rinky dink tournaments. But there's a joy in the way that they play for you, for the franchise, for the history, the legacy of of the Alaska team. Just watching you guys play, there's a joy in how the team plays. And there's a joy in in watching it and enjoying it, which makes me triple, triply upset that this is the last Alaska run. Is that something that you've been able to sense? I know that, you know, you're one of the nicest people I've met, but I know you're a tough coach. But, you know, is is that something that you've you've noticed? Is that something that you've kind of been able to to sense that level of joy that they're playing with? Because for us fans, it's it's bursting off the TVs. That, that, that's really awesome to hear, Nick's. And, um, you know, one thing for sure, and, and I, I don't say this as often, maybe as I should, but Gosh, you know, so far, and again, there's lots of basketball left this conference. I want that clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm super proud of the guys. Oh, I, I, I love the, the, the team that we've been able to build. Um, you know, guys are, you know, coming in, ready to work. They're focused. Um, they're understanding, again, that standard that you talked about earlier on, on how I, I, I'd like them to approach things daily. Um, they're, they're learning to play together. They're improving how to play together and they're understanding more and more each other's weaknesses and strengths. So um, I, I think that's crucial. So, you know, that that just means chemistry is building and it's getting better. So I, I, I'm with you when I say when, when you say that, you know, you're triple upset. And because honestly, 
a year from now, we're going to be a lot better team. Two mm-hmm. years from now, who knows what could happen. So um, all we really needed was time, um, you know, the, you know, a couple of tweaks here and there. But pretty much the, the core of the team is there. And um, we have a solid we have a solid eight to nine guys who could easily be starters that um, that are hungry and, and eager to work each and every day and young guys who are ready to step in and, and, you know, become superstars. So yeah, yeah. Super proud. Um, I, I, I like seeing them play together, you know, obviously on both ends, that's the discussion each and every day. It's not always perfect, you know, and we, we all know that we also know that we, there's still room for improvement, but, but they're taking this, you know, and, and stepping on the court and, despite you know the possible distractions that could be in the back of their mind that they're, they're yeah. coming out ready to play yeah and you still have an opportunity to give me a 10 day i'm not sure if the oh yeah yeah let, let, let me know Coach, <laughs> here's, here's the thing you can't be fired for it it's the last <laughs> conference you can't be uh, yeah. fired for it Can you just give me a one game contract like i'm sure someone's gonna like you know need some rest at you know just just a one game like, okay. I sit there, no minutes. I don't. I don't need minutes. I don't need, you're I just you're need a, a jersey. You're under TMG, right? Okay, I, I'll call your agent. I got yeah, you. Yeah. No. You know. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. I just want a. I just want an Alaska 22 jersey that you've signed. Um. No problem. No problem. I'll hold you to that. We we. Yeah. I I know where you live. I know where you go to work. So, um, as a last bit before before I I let you go because I I think that that's a good place to kind of put a pin at least on the journey so far as you talking about your guys, right? But as a last bit, there's something I guess that I want to say, and I want Boss Fred, we, we thanks you to help me say it one last time. So here's him again. This is from an interview in 2020. Um, you know, this isn't recent or anything like that, but it, I think it's just fitting because he's talking about the legacy of the Alaska Aces. We ran a professional franchise. I've, I've heard that come back to us, but that was what we set out to do. We wanted, you know, we wanted to do what we say and say what we do, um, treat all our players fairly, um, we treat everyone with dignity and, and respect. We ran our franchise down to you know the most minute detail, you know, down to the colors that the, the shoes that the players can wear. Oh, yeah, we know. And you know that. We know. You know that. But to me, it's all important because otherwise, you're a ragtag pickup right. team. And I, you know, honestly, I see some players on other teams going out there looking at with all these different color socks and stuff. And I get it. I there's a trend going on in the NBA, but I, I still think you can have personality but still have some some decorum. Um, and I think integrity, professionalism and integrity are the two things that we want to be known, not just as a sport franchise, but how we did things. It's ironic, right? Because that's Fred Oitengsu talking about his, his family's, his company's legacy as a basketball team. He says, I want to read it back. We ran a professional pr- franchise. We wanted to, to do what we say and say what we do. Treat all our players fairly. We treat everyone with dignity and respect. Professionalism and integrity are the two things that we want to be known for. Not just as a sports franchise, but how we do things. I think that that's the last thing I wanted to play that he said back to you. Because I think that's the one thing you've heard the most from him. I know that because 
those are essentially the same words you've said to us over and over and over again in good times and in bad times. And if I had to put together words to describe what it's been watching you as a player, watching you as a coach, covering you um, as myself being a journalist and you being being an assistant coach and eventually a head coach. And, you know, in these last few years, the great pleasure of my life getting to work with you is these are the same exact words I would use to describe the jet and I would use to describe where I work. Right. Um, and I think that this is why this is my own and this is Titan's love letter to the Alaska franchise because, you know, through you and your influence and what you've learned from Alaska, we run a professional franchise. We strive every day to be like Coach Jeff and do <laughs> what we say and say what we do. And I think that's incredibly rare. I've been treated so fairly, right? And we try and make sure we treat everyone with dignity and respect. We're professional. Integrity is our top priority. And that's what we want to be known for, not just as a retail company, not just as a basketball brand, but as a family, right? Um, and uh, I, th I think I'd be remiss if I didn't kind of repeat that back to you and say thanks um, because during your time, not just obviously with us personally at Titan, but your time as, as a milkman, as an ace, <laughs> uh, as a true ambassador of the Alaska values, you've influenced so much and you've changed the way that people behave and the people treat other people through your example. And I'm just not sure how aware of that you are. And I think that um, one, one responsibility of mine is to remind you as often as possible. <laughs> well, makes, you know, thank you for that. I mean, that, that that's, you know, that, that's awesome to hear. And, um, you know, what's nice again about being under an organization that lives by those values is, you become that, right? Mm. You become that or you're not a part of it. That That's really just how it is. Either you adapt yourself, you grow, you learn, you develop. Uh, um, there's been cases, and again, we're not perfect, you know, where it, it wasn't the right fit for some people. Some people couldn't handle or really fully understand what it meant to be professional, um, what it meant to, you know, to, to live with integrity, what it meant to, you know, again, to, to, to be honest and, and, to, and to do things the right way. So coming, you know, understanding that at the end of all this, I could honestly say that, you know, you, you, you develop that character even more. And it, because it becomes part of your personality, I think that has allowed and given me so many blessings and, you know, again, not perfect. There's always rough roads, you know, in everything that you do. But I, I was able to share it in my own little way with, with the guys um, at Titan, with you guys. My little way when I share it with um, and how I coach the team now. And even when we do our camps, you know, talking mm. to young kids, um, speaking to my own kids and, and family members. Um, it, it really starts from the top. And to be part of that, I think it's our duty to be able to share it. So. One thing, makes that I'd like to say also is how you know Alaska was special and how you know people look at Titan and know it's special 
is because when they describe it, and let's say they don't know anything about it, they don't know anyone who's a part of it, but when they look at it from the, from the outside and the, the little experience they may have with, again, going to the stores, um, 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 you know, coming to the games and watching us, they'll always say that we have class. Alaska mm. is, has class. Titan has class. And there's that what follows that is respect. And those two things I think that will that will always be part of Alaska and Titan. And and I'm proud to be a part of both. And and we don't strive to be a class A organization, right? We don't say that we want people to call us classy, whatever. Um, yes, we run it in a manner where it's 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 professional and it's correct and it, and it's honest. But again, to live by that, people people will see that you know iba yun, iba yung Alaska, iba yung Titan, and and I love that. You know, I, I love that people can say that about us, and to be able to share it and have that same similar stories and have lots of other people say the same thing. You know, can't beat that. You really can't. That's I, I couldn't have put it any better. Um, thanks, Coach, for for doing this. Um, thanks for being part of this. Thanks for everything that you've done. And good luck uh, the rest of the the rest of the conference. Um, right. You know, in, in behalf of all the Alaska fans, in behalf of all of the non-Alaska fans who you, whose hearts you've broken um, <laughs> o- over the course of how many years? Uh, it's uh, it's truly going to be uh, never the same to watch the PBA with, with without the aces in it. And uh, you guys leave with your with your heads held high as as a truly yep. classy world class organization. Right, right. Thanks a lot. Um, it's not 1996 you, anymore, but it's but it's Grand Slam year forever for, <laughs> for Alaska. Coach <laughs> Jeff Garyasso, thanks a lot. Thank you, Nick. Pleasure to be here. Really appreciate the time. I want a million lives. I want a billion profits when all that I got is a villainous mind. I keep a real in the pocket while you hear the venomous lies. I do not speak like a prophet because I got a million styles. Let's see what's really inside. Pulling over in the whip, flying out another trip.